Welcome back to the Soccer Betting Blitz. I'm your host, Andrew. Today is Monday, July 26, 2021. And in this edition of the Top 5, we're going to start off by taking a look at the two semifinal games in the Gold Cup. Then we'll transition over to the German Bundesliga 2 division for a brace of games. And we'll finish up in the opening round of the Scottish Premiership. So let's go ahead and get started with our first match in the Gold Cup semifinals that takes place on Thursday, where it sees Qatar playing the USA. The U.S. come in as minus 110 favorites to win the match in the 90 minutes. The draw is plus 245, and Qatar are plus 330 to win. Now, if we take a look at how these two teams have fared so far, um, they've both been showing some different strengths. For Qatar, they're showing that they have a very powerful offense. They scored at least two goals in all of their matches. Um, twice they scored three goals, and once they scored four goals. So they are able to get on the score sheet quite frequently in all of their games. For America, they're not showing as much strength. In fact, they've only scored one goal in three of their four matches. However, they have not conceded in three of their four matches as well. So the U.S. is showing to be a pretty good defensive squad in this match. So we have the offense of Qatar versus the defense of the USA. And we have to figure out, well, which one of those is going to come out on top. Now, for me, I think it's actually going to be the defense of the USA. If we take a look at some of the opponents that they played, the U.S. were able to shut out both Jamaica and Canada. Now, those two teams... Uh, individually are stronger than any of the opponents that Qatar have faced. Qatar have faced El Salvador, Honduras, Granada, and Panama. And so I think the U.S. will be able to hold down the Qatar offense. Now, it is possible that the Qataris could put a game or could put a goal in the net. That wouldn't surprise me if, if the USA did concede, but I cannot see more than one goal being given up by the Americans. On the other side, the Americans have not really shown much of an offense. As I said, they only scored uh, one goal in three out of their four matches. So I do not see a high-scoring game breaking out here. Now, while I do ultimately expect to see the USA go on through and advance to the final, I think this is going to be a fairly tight game. Um, I do expect Qatar to try and push the pace to try and get those goals on, but the U.S. being able to uh, keep them down and keep them out and then trying to hit on the counterattack. Now, it will be interesting to see if Qatar are able to score first, what that's going to do for the American game plan, because then they're going to have to not rely on their defense as much, and they're going to have to try and push the pace. Now, again, Qatar have shown the uh, the willingness to concede some goals, so uh, I would definitely expect the U.S. to, to get on the board at that point. But we'd have to see um, how vulnerable that's going to make them, because by opening up and trying to attack more, that's going to leave them more open for the Qatari attack on the other end. So as you look at how I want to play this game, I'm torn as to whether or not Qatar are going to be able to put a goal on the board. I lean towards the idea that they will, but I think the U.S. does have a strong enough defense that if they focus on keeping them out, I think they would could be able to, to, uh, to put up a shutout. However, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in the American offense. So what I'm actually going to look at is I'm going to lean towards the USA to win and under three and a half goals being scored. Now that does give the coverage for Qatar to score a goal because that means the U.S. could win two to one. I do like the aspect that this is under three and a half goals because if the U.S. are able to ride their defense and rely upon that to keep Qatar out, I don't see the U.S. putting up more than a couple goals themselves. Um, so I do think under three and a half is a fairly safe way to go in terms of the total number of goals. And again, I do believe that the U.S. are the stronger squad and they should therefore ultimately go through. So that is why I'm going to pick the USA to win and under three and a half. 
Another way that you could play this if you wanted, um, you could just take both teams to score. Now that actually comes in as a yes at minus 105. Um, the U.S. should be able to get on the board. I don't see a problem with that. And if Qatar are able to keep up their offensive pace like they've shown in their first four games, again, it would not surprise me if they were able to put a goal past the U.S. And this way you don't have to worry about uh, if it ends up as a draw, um, you know, how these goals come, or they come in the 90 minutes, they come in extra time. This is just going to keep you safe on that respect. Uh, but you do end up needing Qatar to penetrate the USA defense. So having both teams to score at minus 105, I think that's also a reasonably safe bet. I think there is a good chance that both teams are going to get on the score sheet. But ultimately, I'm going to lean towards the USA to win and under three and a half goals in the first Gold Cup semifinal. And in our second semifinal, also on Thursday evening, we're going to see Mexico playing Canada. Mexico come in as the minus 190 favorites to win. The draw is plus 320, and Canada are plus 575 to win in the 90. Now, as I take a look at this game, I'm expecting a defensive struggle. Mexico are still uh, yet to concede a goal in the Gold Cup so far, while Canada have done a good job. At most, they've only given up one goal per match, and they actually shut out Costa Rica in their last match. So I don't expect a whole lot of goals to be scored here. I would expect Mexico to maintain most of the control of the ball, although Canada has shown that they are able to control the pace and to... Uh, keep the midfield moving the way they want it to. But ultimately, I think Mexico is the better team. I do expect Mexico to uh, make it to the final because I believe they're the best team in CONCACAF right now. So I think they will overall dominate the possession against the Canadians. And I think the Canadians are going to try to sit in and hopefully keep Mexico down at least in the first half of the game. At some point, they are going to have to try and open up to try and get a goal on the board. But if Mexico are able to score first, I can definitely see them just riding the ball control, and keeping Canada out of the net. Now, Canada have shown the ability to score in this tournament, but their goals have not been against some of the strongest competition. Uh, they scored four against Martinique and four against Haiti. Uh, while that does look impressive, those two teams are not very strong. The USA, or against the USA, they were able to hold them out after conceding that goal in the first 20 seconds or so of the match. And I do actually see the USA-Canada match shaming up to be uh, about the same as the way uh, the Mexico-Canada match is going to play out. It's going to have both teams controlling some of the ball. Both teams are going to get some some shots in this, but ultimately I'm expecting a low amount of goals with Mexico finally go, with Mexico ultimately going through in the end. So my pick for this match is Mexico to win and under three and a half goals to be scored, just the same as the earlier game with the USA and Qatar. Now, Mexico to win in under three and a half goals come in at minus 120. Now, again, this does give you the protection if Canada are able to actually score. Uh, Mexico can still win this by scoring two and, and winning on a two to nil scoreline. I actually would not be surprised for Mexico to win to nil. And you can actually get that at a plus money price, plus 125 of Mexico to win to nil. I think there's a very good chance that Canada will not actually be able to penetrate this Mexican defense. And once the Mexican... Uh, team does get up, even if it's just by one goal. Again, I, I can see them sitting back. I can see them just controlling the play and grinding it out for a 1-0 victory. Because of that, I wouldn't uh, shy away too much from Mexico to win in under 2.5 goals. Um, that Mexican win 1-0 or 2-0 is going to qualify for this, and I can definitely see that happening. And that's actually at a wonderful price. Mexico to win in under 2.5 goals come in at plus 220 right now. Uh, but if you want to be 
play a little bit safer, which I don't blame you at all. Uh, Mexico to win in under three and a half, I think, is the smart play. I think it's a good play. It should cash. And coming in at minus 120, that's a great dig on that one. Uh, I would not steer away from that one. I would not steer you away from taking that pick. So in the end, I am seeing a Mexico-USA Gold Cup final, uh, a reclash of the CONCACAF Nations League, which took place last month. And uh, we'll see who comes out on top. I think Mexico is going to be very motivated to play in that game. And the U.S. are coming in with a weaker squad. Well, that is assuming the U.S. get by the Qatar side. I, I apologize. I shouldn't just assume that. Um, but if they do play Mexico, it would be, it'd be a strong and motivated Mexican team playing against a weaker, although motivated, uh, USA team. So it will be interesting to see if we get that match. I think that is the one that everybody is going to want to see. Um, and we will see if that comes through. Our third game is going to take place on Saturday, and we're going to switch over to the German Bundesliga 2 division, where Hanover are playing host to Hansa Rostock. Hanover are minus 130 to win the match. The draw comes in at plus 275, and Hansa are plus 300 to win. Now, this is only the second game of the new league season for this year. Uh, in the first match, Hanover drew with Werder Bremen 1-1, while in their first match, Hansa Rostock lost to Karlsruher 3-1. Now, Hansa are a newly promoted squad. They're coming up from Bundesliga 3 division. While Hanover has been a staple uh, in the Bundesliga 2 division for a while, though they are a bigger club, they used to be up in the Bundesliga, and they have since dropped down and kind of stayed in the Bundesliga 2 here for a while. Now, because this is the beginning of a new league season, we don't really have a whole lot of statistical data to go on so far. So we do have to take a look at what happened last year in their respective leagues to uh, see if we can get a sense of how this is going to play out. For Hanover, uh, there was a, we saw a lot of goals scored in their matches. Throughout the entire year, Hanover scored 53 goals and conceded 51. Now, that gave them a uh, total average for their games of 3.1 goals per match. Hansa, on the other hand, showed that they had a good offense as well. They scored 52 goals out of 38 games, but they had a much better defense. They only conceded 33 goals, um, so their matches ended up being only 2.2 goals scored per match. And on the road, the Hansa matches actually dropped down to only 2 goals scored per match. But that was in the Bundesliga 3 division, so it was a little bit weaker than what Hanover is used to playing, and Hanover is a bit of a stronger squad simply based on the fact that they have more experience with some tougher competition. So, how do we take a look at this game? Both of these teams have shown the ability to not only score, but to also concede. Um, in four of the last five games for both of these teams, we have seen both teams to score. Now, granted, some of those games, in fact, most of those games, have been club friendlies, and so it's not the greatest statistical data because it's sort of preseason game, it's warm-up games, you, you rotate your players in to, uh, to see what you've got. And so often defense isn't the strongest focal point. But that still being said, both these teams uh, throughout their league season last year, they were able to put the ball in the net. Uh, we've definitely been able to see that. And I do see that happening in this situation. So I think there's two ways that you can look at this. I think you could simply take Hanover on the money line. They are the stronger squad and Hansa are a newly promoted outfit. So if you just took Hanover, again, it comes in and minus 130 to simply win this match, I think that's a pretty good bet. What perhaps could be a little bit better and keeps you from picking a winner is simply taking both teams to score. Now that comes in, uh, the both teams to score, yes, comes in at minus 145. And I think that is a pretty safe pick, and that, that will be my lean for this match. 
I don't think either squad is going to be able to keep the other out of the net. Um, and luckily for this bet, that keeps you from having to pick a winner. And even if the draw comes through, that's perfectly fine, as long as they both end up getting a score. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if Hanover did draw this game. They've had three draws in their last five matches. So they concede, but nobody seems to be able to really pull out the win in their games. If you're interested in the draw, again, that comes in at plus 275, a wonderful plus money price. But I am just going to lean towards both teams to score in this match, which comes in, again, at minus 145. So... Both teams to score in Hanover versus Hansa Rostock. For our fourth match, we're going to stay in the German Bundesliga 2 and go over to Sunday, where we see Hamburg playing Dresden. Hamburg, or it might be listed as Hamburger, come in as the favorite at minus 170. The draw is plus 280, and Dresden come in at plus 450 to win the match. Hamburg were one of the strongest squads in Bundesliga 2 last year, but they did miss out on any kind of promotion, qualification, or playoff. They finished fourth, uh, scoring 71 goals and conceding 44 last season. Now, Dresden, these are, it's the, the other one of the newly promoted squads from Bundesliga 3. They actually ended up coming in first last year in Bundesliga 3. They scored 61 goals and conceded 29. So we can see from both these teams, they have very strong offense, but they also combine that with a strong defense. They're able to put the ball in the net, but they're able to keep their opponents out. Now, just like the previous game between Hanover and Hansa, uh, my handicap for this match is going to be fairly similar. We have a very strong, or in this case, it is a very strong Bundesliga 2 side in Hamburg coming, on, coming up against a very strong Bundesliga 3 side in Dresden, uh, who have just been newly promoted. And I think the Bundesliga 2 side should be able to win out because of their strength uh, and the fact that they've been playing tougher competition for a while. Now, if you look at, at home, Hamburg actually were very tough. They scored 40 goals and only conceded 16. So they basically only gave up about one goal per match at home. While for Dresden, on the road last year in Bundesliga 3, they were uh, the much weaker squad uh, between home and away splits. Uh, they only scored 26 goals and conceded 15. And they ended up losing seven of their road matches. So they're much better at home than they are on the road. And coming up against Hamburg, that's going to be a much tougher ask than anything they had to play last year. So how do we look at this game? I think there's a couple ways that you could look at this. Um, you could just take Hamburg on the regulation money line. That comes in at minus 170. All you have to do is win and you'll cash this bet. Now, if you want to get a little bit more value, I think you could take Hamburg to win and over one and a half total goals being scored. That comes in at minus 115. I'd have a very hard time seeing a one to nil scoreline in this match. Again, both teams have shown that they are able to put the ball in the net. So it wouldn't surprise me if Dresden were actually able to penetrate and to add to the score sheet and add to the total. But ultimately, Hamburg should win. They're the stronger side, and they should be able to get this done. And I would expect them to score at least two goals in this one. So I think I'm going to lean towards Hamburg to win and over one and a half at minus 115. But if you just want to play it a little bit safer and just take Hamburg on the money line, um, you can certainly do that. I would expect that bet to come through as well. And for our final match, we're actually going to switch over to the very beginning of the Scottish Premiership, which starts on Saturday, where we see Hearts play host to Celtic. Celtic come in as the minus 200 favorites. The draw is plus 320, and Hearts are plus 500 to win. It's actually pretty surprising to see Celtic as only a minus 200 favorites in this match. Hearts are newly promoted. Um from the Scottish Championship group. That's their second 
second division. They were down there last year uh, after being relegated out of the Premiership the year before. Uh, Celtic, however, are one of the strongest squad, or really the strongest squad overall in the history of the Scottish Premiership. In fact, they had won their la they had won the last seven championships before losing it to a spectacular season by Rangers last year. But they had won seven championships in a row before that happened. And Hearts have always been a squad that were on the cusp of relegation. Um, they've never really been that strong. They've when they they've been able to stay up in the Scottish Premiership, it's only been by the skin of their teeth. Um, and even though they're hosting this, Celtic should uh, should win this game, and they really should win easily. So having a minus 200 money line, I find uh, quite surprising. Now, Celtic are actually both strong in their offense and their defense. Last year, they averaged uh, two goals per match. They scored 66 goals in 33 games, while only conceding 24. So they gave up less than one goal per match. Celtic have also won the last five matches between these two teams. Um, so they definitely know how to beat Hearts. Uh, they shut them out twice and only conceded one goal on two of those occasions. The one time they actually did give up multiple goals, it was in the Scottish Cup, which is not a high of a competition. Uh, these teams generally focus more upon their league season as opposed to the Cup season. Um, and even in that case, Celtic were able to ultimately beat Hearts in extra time. So I do expect Celtic to be able to win, and I expect them to score multiple goals in doing so. So what I'm going to lean to at this game is Celtic to win and over one and a half goals. That comes in at minus 125. Now that, again, does give you the coverage. If Hearts are able to penetrate and to get on the score sheet, Celtic uh, can still win simply by scoring two goals. Now if you want to take Celtic to win to nil, which uh, I think that's a very good chance that that could happen as well. I can see them winning maybe two or three to nil against this Hearts squad. Celtic to win to nil comes in at plus 120. So you'd actually get a plus money price on Celtic to not concede. And all they would have to do is score one goal and you would end up winning this match. But just to make it what I think is a little bit safer because I do not see Hearts being able to keep Celtic out of the net multiple times, I'm going to lead towards Celtic to win and over one and a half total goals in the match. And this comes in again at minus 125. And that's going to do it for this edition of the top five. Um, once we have our Gold Cup final set, I'm planning on doing a very special edition to just talk about that game, since I've already gone through games on the weekend, and that game will also take place this weekend. Uh, it'll just be a short podcast. It'll just talk about that specific game. So it won't take very long, but of course can't do that until we actually know who the match is going to be. Again, if you like this podcast, please like it. Please review it. Please let me know. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at betting underscore blitz. Good luck with any bets that you may place. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. The Soccer Betting Blitz and its content are for entertainment purposes only. The Soccer Betting Blitz and its host are not responsible for any financial losses incurred based on episode content. I am not an expert and my opinions are my own. Financial loss is possible in gambling. Please gamble responsibly.